welcome to episode two of Bewitched and Bewildered. Oh my god, we've made it to the second episode. Yeah, we've actually managed to get together and record <laughs> twice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it took forever on the first one, but we got there Yeah, we got eventually. There. I only had to go back in and re-edit the episode to cut out all the stuff we were saying about, you know, a star coming up and things, because we missed that. Oh god, yeah. But yeah, we're here, we're back, we hope you Never enjoyed mind. our first episode. And we're back for episode number two. Like before, just in case anyone didn't listen to the first episode, we are bewitched and bewildered. We are two witchy friends. My name is Jenny and I have been a practicing witch for 25 years. I'm also a tarot reader, jeweler, podcast host, witch shop worker, I don't know, lion tamer, <laughs> cat juggler. <laughs> And I am San. I am a uh, wit, witch in training, <laughs> probably um, for about a year now, I would say, maybe just a little bit longer. I have a online crystal business that um, we're currently expanding more into witchcraft, witchcraft items, tarot, jewellery, all sorts really. I am a qualified Reiki practitioner, currently doing a few courses at the moment as well to um, expand that. I think I'm like one of those, what is it, jack of all trade and master, master, master of, of none. That's me. I think that's just anyone with ADHD, to be honest. Many fingers in many pies, but all of them are a little bit underbaked. <laughs> yeah, but someone carried on that. I didn't know there was the rest of the quotes. There probably is. Most of those quotes are like... Just like two but lines. It, I think it, I think I read it was William Shakespeare and basically said it was better to be a jack of all trade than a master of one. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that kind of comes, I, I kind of comes into play when I was kind of writing notes for today's topic, um, and I was getting into certain things a little bit, and I was like, that's kind of something I was thinking about, you know, dipping fingers into many pies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed our first episode and our first episode. We kind of just try to touch base on what's what a witch is. Today's episode, we're going to go a bit deeper into that and look at types of witchcraft. Yeah. And yeah, and then we'll have to see where we go, what topic comes up next. But what have you been up to in the, I'd like to say the, the week or so since I've seen you, but it's been longer than been that. longer. Gosh. Um, so... What did you do for Astara? For Astara, I'm still kind of doing it. Yeah just because the weather was so crap <laughs> last week. It was I felt not like very I like. could not do anything mm -hmm. that I wanted to do outdoorsy. So on Astara, I baked a cake. It's a lemon and lavender cake. It looked really good. Yeah, it was really good. I originally got the recipe from Cara's Crystal Coven, um, and then I'm going to pop it up actually on my website because I do edit a few bits in it. I think she puts honey on it, but I'm not a, not a fan of honey. What? Um, yeah, I know. That's weird. I just, oh, no. you <laughs> So yeah, made the Astara cake. Obviously, we did the Astara incense yeah. workshop. So I burnt that incense and burnt the little candle that we made. I went out and bought all the plants and the seeds. Not got round to... It's been too cold to plant them. Mm. I mean, today's sunny, but it's still only four degrees. Yeah. And I'm just scared of frost still at this point. It yeah. shouldn't be. It's almost the end of March. But, yeah. I mean, you did more than I did. I tried yesterday. 
but it was yeah it was freezing and all the soil was I was trying to dig out the old pots and all the soil was too damp and I was like no yeah what did we you need do? a few days more sunny days so everything can dry out and then we can get out yes there. please Although it's like, it's cold today, but it's really sunny out there. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed being outside, trying to find my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Stupid black cats. Too easy to hide in places. <laughs> I think she was just hiding in the shadows and I couldn't see her, but yeah. Um, what did I do? I, well, I did the Asara workshop. So the shop that I work at, the Mystic Moon in Sherwood and Nottingham, we do workshops and I hosted my first one there actually, um, mm-hmm. doing Ostara incense and, and beeswax candle making. We had to postpone it because the original day we were going to do it, we had a snowstorm. So oh, yes. yeah, I didn't really feel that uh, Ostara-y. <laughs> I couldn't really sit there preaching about how, you know, spring is spring is sprung and, you know, all the joys of uh, sowing seeds of intention when we were under like three inches of snow. So I had to delay that and we did that. It was just the Thursday before Ostara, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So not last um, week before, yeah. So I haven't actually burnt my incense yet. I burnt the one because basically when everyone had left, um, I went around all the mortar and pestles and there was like dregs of everybody's. Yeah. And I kind of mixed them all together and made them into one for the shop. So yeah. I've been burning that and that's been really nice. Um, but most of my witchy things I've been doing have all been to do with work. Just been doing yeah. lots of making some new products and things. Yeah. I haven't made any jewellery in ages. I've sat down and started writing out some kind of witchy jewellery things that I need to do but yeah I've still got a spell that I wanted to do on Asara and then obviously got delayed and delayed and delayed and I still haven't done it but I'll get around to it (laughs) I know I've just been it's like today I like started one thing and then I like digress into another thing all surrounding work but I'm like no man just focus just focus on one thing so I think a few days ago I released my first um digital uh product which is yes, the really cool. crystal information cards still think I've got some tweaking to do on those and obviously crystals that I want to add on but now I'm kind of carrying that on with all different but I just keep you know starting one digital product and then moving into another like no just focus on <laughs> one yeah uh, it's uh I think I'm gonna have to do some some work on consistency for myself I just seem to I can focus on stuff for other people but if it's my own shit to do it never happens (laughs) (laughs) so like I said before today's topic we're going to look at types of witchcraft yep um I have some kind of written down not sure how many you'll be familiar with not sure kind of which ones if you've got any that we can add in yeah because definitely looking at your list is very different um kind of from yeah there's a few that i know but not yeah many at all so i like i said i've been practicing for 25 years so whenever you go on the internet these days and type in type of witchcraft Mm -hmm. you get these really pretty images that come up that say things like cosmic witch (laughs) sea witch fairy witch and you know what? That is all great. I think of them slightly more as aesthetics than practices mm-hmm. because for the most part, I can't, I've never met anybody who would say they're a storm witch and therefore only work, works with like storm magic. And that's what some of those kind of cool little titles you see online, yeah. I find really limiting because I think most people would say, might identify with like six 
out of 10 of them. I know yeah. I do when I yeah. go through them. Um, so they're, they are really interesting because they're quite nice as like topics so if you wanted to learn more about something you know storm magic yeah you could look into like what a storm witch is yeah. and look at it that way mm-hmm. but i find as like actual types of witchcraft i'm not sure how deep you can go into them no. because they're a little bit more about just be an area that you're yeah they, they're in. exactly because there's loads of them that you know i would absolutely class myself Definite. as and um, looking on this website here after googling types of witches number 10 cosmic witch <laughs> yeah and it's like when it comes up to say lunar witch witches who work with the you know the, the phases of the moon well surely most not saying all but the majority of witches of all different paths would work with the moon mm-hmm. so i think if you only work with the phases of the moon and moon magic i find that's very very limited yeah so they're absolutely valid but they're not really they don't really cover a full spectrum i guess yeah so i'll start reading some out and you can tell me if you've heard of them if you know a little bit if you know anything at all some of them yeah are probably going to be no no and no well the thing is some of them you might not recognize by the title but when i'm talking about them you might be like oh i've read this i've read that okay so for the first one we've got to be fair, the first few are all forms of Wicca. And last week, on the last episode, I talked a little bit about the origins of Wicca. It all came out in the 40s and 50s in Britain by a man called Gerald Gardner. So the first kind of type of witchcraft I'm going to talk about is Gardnerian witchcraft. So, so Gerald Gardner was the founder of Wicca in Britain in the mid-20th century. His version of, of witchcraft, well, Wicca, is very, very organised. It is yeah. very... Um, there are a lot of rules. There are there is a hierarchy, and you can only be initiated. You cannot self dedicate. You cannot self initiate. It's coven based witchcraft, and you have to be initiated into one of the covens. Okay. So the original coven, his Gerald Gardner's coven, was called Brickettwood, um, and basically every single traditional Gardnerian witchcraft coven should be able to trace their lineage back to Brickettwood because every person should have been initiated into a coven by someone who was initiated. So it's a bit like a family tree. You should be able to trace it back. They have high priests and a high priestess. Their spell work, it's very ritual based. They're, they're one of the um, older traditions that will, for example, most of their work is done sky clad, naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of myths that they kind of follow their story is they're very much about the horn god and the goddess to so the horn god's journey throughout the year dying and being reborn to like the ever-living goddess um so yeah it's a very formal type of witchcraft okay. it is the kind of origin of of all wicca because mm-hmm. like, it was you know how wicca was founded and it was the type of witchcraft that i've when i very the very first book i picked up was this sort of witchcraft mm-hmm. okay. um is kind of hard to actually be a Gardnerian, Gardnerian Wiccan because the covens are quite secretive and they don't really let many people in. They have 13 members in a coven, so unless you're lucky enough to find a coven with a space who are willing to initiate you, it's never going to happen. Um, so the next form of Wicca, because there were basically, obviously, a few people who were initiated in these covens, yeah. then went off um, usually over to America and kind of founded their own versions of it. Yeah. So the next one is Alexandrian 
witchcraft. This was an offshoot of Gardnerian Wicca. Alex and Maxine Sanders brought Wicca to America and they created their own branch. They're also initiated into covens, but it revolves around a high priestess rather than a high priest and a high priestess. And instead of the horn god and goddess story, like mythology um, that they follow, they follow the story of the Oak and the Holly Kings and their yep. battle throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So very similar, but just... Very, very similar. Just slight yeah. tweaks to um, kind of make it And that's own. what, to begin with, that's what a lot of them were. It yeah. was like, oh, we'll, we'll take this. Well, I suppose but... you've got to base it on something. Exactly. Uh, then we have Dianic Witchcraft. Now, for a long time, I would have said if I had to class myself as any of these, I probably would have fallen into the Dianic Witchcraft category. It is a feminist form of witchcraft. It was founded in America in the 70s by a woman called Susanna Budapest. Um, it focuses on the goddess. It kind of grew out of the women's movements in America in the 70s. The the issue with Dianic witchcraft now is that it was named after the goddess Diana, god of the hunt and god of the moon, goddess of the moon. Um, all of the covens descended from Susanna Budapest's original coven are female only. They only let women in. Okay. Which sounds fine. However, they have come under a lot of criticism in the last few years for being trans-exclusionary. Not all the members are. There are newer covens who allow men or transgender people to join. Mm -hmm. But those who are kind of of the older school Dianic witchcraft have been seen to be kind of radical feminists who are like turfs, basically. So there is a bit... Hard to kind of get with the times, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so like, Susanna Budapest and some of um, the other women from that kind of generation of feminist witches have kind of come under fire over the last few years because okay. their views haven't evolved and all people's, you know, we should all evolve. Now, I'm always rubbish at pronouncing this one. This is So Wicca. So it's p- p- spelt S-E-A-X to the French spelling. This was kind of founded by Raymond Buckland. You've probably... Have you no. read any Raymond Buckland books? No. Okay, Raymond Buckland is, writes some really, really good books on witchcraft. Okay. Um, again, you're looking at like 70s, 80s kind mm. of era, but he's he's a very prolific witch and, and witchcraft author. So he brought a version of Gardnerian Wicca to New York when he moved there from Britain, and he adapted it to kind of suit the culture a lot more. So there's no hierarchy as such. It's more diplomatic. Um, there's no really strict rules and you can self-dedicate so this was probably the form of witchcraft mm-hmm. that i very initially kind of started doing because yeah. when i was you know 13 i self-dedicated this here um, yep. alex and yeah siblings sisters husband and wife husband and wife yeah yeah i wasn't sure if it was alex it's just quite interesting how most well out of the four there were a lot of men involved in the yep. founding of it yeah because nowadays I think when you say witch, you think obviously you think of a woman. Yes. So this so is why <laughs> I would no longer call myself Wiccan. When I first started many, many years ago, I was Wiccan. And, you know, it had it everywhere. That's how I identified. I was Wiccan. I moved away from that when, as I kind of grew older, because it began to feel too much, again, like men telling me what I should do. Yeah, okay. Um, they, you know... They might have been good men, they might have been allies, I don't know. I still found it, especially when I was, you know, doing, when you read things like uh, The Witch's Bible by Janet and Stuart Farah and you've got them there, like, 
the high priest and things like that. And I just found it all a little bit too... Mm-hmm. It was like bringing organised religion to something that was more beautiful and older and shouldn't be mm-hmm. organised. I think we're getting to the kind of towards the end of the, the Wiccan... Excuse my notebook noises. Um, so the last kind of form of Wicca, I guess, I want to talk mm-hmm. about is Carillion Witchcraft. Founded in the 20th century by Caroline High Coral. She claims to come from a very long line of hereditary witches. She was a psychic. She was a herbalist. She was a kind of spiritual healer. So for a long time, she wasn't wasn't really counted amongst her peers as as a witch. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't because she's around the same era as you know Gerald Gardner yeah. and things. But she wasn't really counted as uh, it wasn't counted as witchcraft. It was more universalism. Universalism. I cannot speak today like spiritualism, basically, rather than witchcraft. She died, I want to say, in the 40s, but her church, her kind of followers continued, mm-hmm. and in the 90s, it kind of officially, well, it was officially she can be, it became accepted as a form of wicker, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's quite a popular form now. So, had you heard of any of those? No, or absolutely not. <laughs> no? Because that's the thing, now, nowadays, I think, when you look at books on witchcraft, and even books that say that, you know, wicker very few of them actually talk about what wicker is and the thing is technically you know wicker was invented by Gerald Gardner and you can't just be a wicker and you have to be initiated yeah and that's where kind of the meaning I think got lost over the years so now when I see a lot of books on wicker I actually think they're just books on witchcraft they're just getting the name confused because like we sell them at the shop you know we've got the wiccan book of this the wiccan book of that and then you look in it and if you've read a dozen books on Wicca and you haven't heard of any of the, you know, especially people like Gerald Gardner and things. It's like, well... something wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I mean. I think maybe just the the word Wicca has been taken to just Mm -hmm. be like a buzzword for witchcraft and it's not that they are different things. Wicca is a religion, witchcraft isn't, which we went through last time. But yeah, so... I think that's why I've probably never looked into it more. I mean, I probably should just to broaden my knowledge. I... Would say definitely try and get your hand on books by Raymond Buckland. Um, he's just one of the really good one, a big blue book called The Complete Book of Witchcraft. Even if you don't kind of... It, it's interesting just to read. Yeah. Um, and some of the things that, you know, if you go into looking books and you look at, like, altar setups, how altars are, are set up and it has, like, a traditional thing, with, you know, with anathema and a chalice mm-hmm. and things, they tend to come from Wicca, like, either Alexandrian or you know, one of the more formal, yeah. the older, the original forms of Wicca, because um, it was more ceremonial, mm-hmm. whereas other forms of witchcraft aren't ceremonial at all. But yeah, so they are kind of the main forms of Wicca. Mm. So we'll move on a little bit from from them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you'll know the next one, Eclectic yeah. Witch. This yeah. is what I would class myself as. An Eclectic Witch is someone who does not have one set of, you know, doesn't have one set practice, doesn't draw from one pantheon of deities or culture or tradition. They kind of study everything and pick the bits that they're kind of drawn to. Yeah. There are some pitfalls to that, which we'll go through another time. But overall, I think most people, especially in their first few years, are actually probably more likely to be an eclectic witch than they are to be on one specific path. Yeah. Because... You read, like I said, you read all these different books and the witch on witchcraft and Wicca and things, and it's like, oh yeah, I like that, I like that, I like that, but they're not all Wiccan because they're not all following these traditional yeah. paths. So yeah, I think most people deep down in their witchy souls are probably 
kind of eclectic witches. Yeah, or at least start that way. So yeah. I feel like I do as well. Yeah. And like you say, I can see how it would take another couple of years to kind of, if I do, identify yeah. a more, you know, yeah. stronger point on which one I yeah. am, if at all. Exactly. It might stay that way. Yeah, mine, mine has pretty much stayed that way. When I moved away from calling myself Wiccan, yeah, because, like, I dabble in all kinds of things. There are things further along here that I'm like, yeah, you could call me that, you could call me that, because I do these things. I just do all of them <laughs> rather than yes. just those one bits. It's going back to the jack of all trades. Exactly. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so the next type of witch we're going to talk about is a secular witch. I think I did mention this briefly last time. So a secular witch is someone who practices witchcraft mm-hmm. in its in its practical form. So they cast spells, you know, they'll use candles and herbs and crystals and oils. But they when they do it, there is no kind of religious belief behind it. There is no they don't use deities, they don't kind of pray or ask for assistance mm-hmm. so from a higher power yeah. in their work it is very kind of down to earth. So they'll be using the energies of the oils, the energies of the herbs. They'll be using the energies of what they're actually using rather than asking, you know, invoking a deity down to help with the magic. Maybe that's me then. Mm, Yeah. I know plenty of secular witches. God knows. God knows, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) But this is why it's, it's interesting because there's so many different things and like i said like you, you could identify with half a dozen um, and that's yeah, fine you're going to read out the rest and i'll be like yeah yep, that's yep, me that's yep. me well that's yeah especially me. from now on because yeah none of these are formal um kind of initiatory yeah f- uh, paths anymore then we have a green witch i'm a green witch absolutely green witches are highly connected to the earth and the energy it possesses they work with plants herbs flowers anything that comes from the ground They like to grow their own flowers and they especially work with kind of local things. So local plants, local, Mm -hmm. rather than outsourcing from from like overseas. Um, It's definitely something I'm trying to do more is connect more with what's around, like what's physically around me rather than being like, oh, I want this like herb. I will import it. Well, I'll get it from work. But, you know, (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to work a lot more with the local kind of energies and things because they're the ones that are around us. Um, But like, you know, I'm sure on your list somewhere there'll be like Crystal Witch. There is. Yeah. Yeah. So Crystal Witch, to me, why? What's different? Because surely because crystals come from the ground. So surely Green Witches work. It'd be very similar. Yeah. So this is why I find some of those like the really pretty sounding name, like the fun one, fun named one that you find on the internet, quite either limiting or too broad because you're like, well, I do that, I do that, I do that, I do that, but yeah. So yeah, green witches work a lot with um, elemental spirits as well. Yeah. So if you're into, if you're interested in green witchcraft, I really, really recommend the books by Anne Moira. Um, She does a whole set of books on green witchcrafts and then she's just got like, there's four in the series and then there's like a grimoire which is a really big book and more mm-hmm. but yeah i overall really really i'm a big fan of the Anne moira green witch books and they've been around a long time as well i think my, i had my first one from like the 90s <laughs> um sure. add it to my list it's on my life maybe just, i borrowed it from you i was gonna say it's probably just come around come around to my library <laughs> uh then we've got a kitchen witch also known as a hearth witch 
So they, kitchen witches or hearth witches, most of their magic is centred around the hearth and home. Mm -hmm. So it will be things for the home, blessings, um, using food, kind of adding magic to their food or like cooking with magical intentions. Um, A lot of their magic is kind of like home blessings, garden blessings. It's just working, trying to create your home, make your home life like sacred basically rather than looking externally i probably wouldn't class myself as a kitchen witch but i do like to have a little stir with intention yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like i do for a long time all my magic was done in the kitchen um i didn't have an altar as such it was just like my kitchen was my my magical workspace um next up we have a death witch so death witches tend to work with like the deities associated with the underworld so Hades for example and they also do a lot of ancestor work okay so rather than necessarily look you know asking for help from from lots of deities or from the god and goddess they would ask their ancestors and they would draw magic from their ancestral line you find a lot of death witches also do divination in forms of bone throwing or and tarot reading um you they quite a lot of them practice mediumship and they'll well most of the death witches i know over time tend to to, um become like death doulas or people that help people Mm -hmm. kind of assist in the spiritual side of of passing on i actually find death witchcraft really really fascinating it's not one that you can actually like I'm not sure if I've ever ever even seen like a decent book on on death magic and death witchcraft. It's something I might have a look into because it is very, very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Celtic witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So a Celtic witch is someone who works um, with Celtic deities. So Welsh, kind of Irish, well, you know, old, old British deities, Irish and Welsh in particular. They do a lot of strong earth magic, um, Celtic magic and Celtic witches also quite often work with the Fae um, because there are a lot of ties to kind of the Fae in Welsh and Irish deities and pantheons in particular. Um, Celtic witchcraft is actually the, the kind of the form of witchcraft I'm turning more towards now. I, I think, I think yeah. it's part of my whole thing where I'm like trying to connect more with the land that I'm in the land that I'm on the land that my ancestors have come from um so because my family are all I mean we're all British but you know from Scotland and Mm -hmm. yeah you know the Celtic Isles so yeah um the one I haven't put on here actually which I was going to talk about a little bit just after Celtic witchcraft was Druids Mm -hmm. um they're not the same Druidism and Celtic witchcraft are different except that you will quite often find little bits cross over because obviously Druids were the ancient, uh, was an ancient pagan society in Britain. Yep. So some of it overlaps a little bit. However, because there are lots of books on Druidism, it just, um, they're quite secretive. So there isn't actually that much known about them in the past. We only have what yep. we have now. So then we've got kind of folk witches. Folk witches tend to be um, of a hereditary line. It tends to be, rather than what you would call like witchcraft it's just things that have been passed down throughout the generations usually woman to woman and it's all done for like practical things so you know just 
think about some of the things that we know, like superstitions or folklore. You know, like if you have a wart, you cut open a potato and rub it mm-hmm. on and bury the potato. These are all folk magic things that have okay. been passed down. It's just that in some families, mm-hmm. it was passed down, like a lot was passed down yeah. throughout the years. And they use all of their skills really for practical purposes. Um, never had potatoes on warts. I'm still at that bit. Have you never heard that before? No. It's an old folk tale. So <laughs> it's like a, you have a wart, so you cut open a potato, mm-hmm. you rub the wet bit on the wart, and then you bury the potato in the ground and mm-hmm. it gets rid of your warts. Oh, mm. I'm going to do that on Thea. <laughs> Um, Hellenic witchcraft uh, are witches who solely follow Greek pantheons, so they only work with Greek deities. Um, Norse witchcraft, so again, witches who centre their craft around Norse traditions, work with the, the Nordic deities such as Odin, Freya, Loki, just kind of the Norse gods. And the last one I have written down is British traditional witchcraft. I actually meant to write more on this, but this is, um, but there actually isn't. It's, again, it's another one that's kind of hard to talk about precisely because there isn't a lot of actual information on it. So British traditional witch is someone who follows witchcraft pre from Britain, the British Isles, before Wicca. So okay. remember, Wicca was only invented in like the 40s and 50s. So anyone who practiced witchcraft before then, yeah. or the traditions that we have from before then, so kind of follows on, it, it's similar to folk witchcraft in yeah. a way. But because witchcraft was still illegal in Britain until the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. it's actually quite difficult to like, pick up a book on it, for example, yeah. because a lot of it was all passed on yeah. orally. So yeah, they are the ones I have written down. What have you okay. got? What have what... we got on this list here? Yep, so what we've spoke about, a traditional witch, folk witch or hereditary witch. Yep. Uh, a baby witch. For someone new to witchcraft and still finding her feet, so that would be... I like your term better. A wit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I struggle with the term baby witch. See, I would call, like, my kids a baby witch. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I find it a little bit, like, patronising yeah. almost. Yeah, <laughs> like condescending. <laughs> um, kitchen witch, what we've done, green witch. Um, we've got the hedge witch. Yep. So hedge witchcraft is very similar to green witchcraft or kitchen wedge witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be confused with hedge riding, which is a magical term that we'll talk about on another episode, but is kind of like astral projection slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hedge witchcraft. Yeah, so it says usually to practice alone, more focused on working with nature, the elements, herbs and crafts to conjure healing remedies for the sick. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of like herbal medicine and aromatherapy then. Um, Then we've got a sea witch, connection to the earth, particularly the ocean. Um, Obviously the element of water. Incorporate found materials, shells, sand, seawater, salt. So it says, oh, not limited to the sea. Um, they can work with other bodies of water, like rivers, streams, and lakes. Okay. And we've got the crystal witch. Um... Yeah, and like I said, you can absolutely find that you work mostly with crystals. Mm-hmm. But I think anyone who solely just worked with crystals, it seems a bit... There's just not enough. Yeah, like you're missing out on so mm-hmm. much. So, cosmic witch... I mean, 
I mean, you not... could perhaps get away with it because I don't know. It's I mean, I'm guessing pay attention to astrology and astronomy, which is a massive shitload of stuff to go it is. into. However, one thing I will say about cosmic witchcraft, I mean, like if you are if you are crafting your own spells, for example, looking at planetary hours and the positions of planets and what planets rule certain herbs and things like that is actually really important. Yeah. But that is just part of witchcraft. If you're doing yeah. your job properly as a witch, you will be already it wouldn't be solely yeah. a practice. Luna, yeah. divination, <clears throat> a gypsy witch, which I find is that's weird on there because that is a hereditary. Yeah, exactly. That they is, are right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes, if if you are of like Romani descent, then you would. It wouldn't be something that you just. That's just yeah. who you are. You wouldn't you label wouldn't, yourself. I wouldn't yeah. say yeah. I'm a Romani witch. Celtic elemental coven witch, solitary witch. Don't know what that word Bruja. is. Bruja is the um, Spanish word for witch. So if you're looking at Bruja witchery, you would be of a traditional um, hereditary folk magic in a Latin country. So usually in South America rather than Spain, but there is versions of it in Spain. Fairy witch. Oh, look how nice she looks. But this, is my, this is my thing. It's like, yes, I work <laughs> with the fate all the time, but... You call yourself this, and it's just very, very pretty pictures. Yeah. It's very aesthetic over substance. Which... I would like to do a nice photo shoot oh, yeah. one day, but... Absolutely. It's not... Yeah. That's, that's, what, uh, that's yeah. not what happens all the time. Prancing around in the yeah, woods exactly. with a broomstick and a Wh- witchcraft dress on. <laughs> witchcraft is like 2% that, you know, 90% screaming at dirt. <laughs> Shamana. So that should be shamanic witchcraft. Um, So shamanism is hard to explain succinctly in a very small space of time. I think you can be like a shaman. uh, It tends to be more about healing people through spirit work. So you would do like guided spiritual journeys to other kind of other planes of duck you know into the spirit world for example to help heal something physical um it is a traditional practice yeah so yeah it's 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 a valid thing to have on there it's just i think it's not a a a brand of witchcraft shamanism is its own thing yeah you can be you can be a shamanic witch as in you can be a witch who practices shamanism yeah you can be a shaman who also practices witchcraft i just think that it kind of uh doesn't give shamanism its due, what it's, its due basically to class it as a type of witchcraft. It's yeah. a thing on its own. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought because I've never heard it as part yeah. of just like a type of witch. I just thought it was. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, we've been through quite a lot of different yeah. types of witchcraft there. Yeah, I think we've we've covered most bases. Uh, were there any there that you were interested by that you'd never heard of, or you you knew when I read them out, you kind of knew what they were you just didn't know the title yeah i mean i think it just it confirms that i don't want to go down the path of wiccan yeah if anything. traditional wicca yeah. yeah and like i said most books you pick up these days that, let's say like the wicca handbook or you know that have wicca in the title yeah. they're just witchcraft um they're not you know they'll have some very loose links to uh to traditional wicca usually just by yeah. having the rule of three in there mm-hmm. but yeah you know as always, my advice to anyone who is wondering what type of witch they want to be or read 
read as much as you can read everything you can yeah. get your hands on i mean to be fair on this website it says i'm um definitely an eclectic 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 which but still i don't like to label or limit myself i combine elements from many of these forms of witchcraft and my practice evolves daily as i do i want to reiterate that being a witch is not really about possessing magical powers casting spells and performing rituals it's more about who you are on a deep deep soul level and what you choose to believe in very nice what website's that Revaloon.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very well I like put, Revaloon. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed our episode two. As always, if you have any ideas for topics you want to talk about, if you have any questions, if there's anything we've missed off of this list that you think that, you know, we should talk about, just drop us an email at bewitchedandbewilderedpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's our email address. Um, or if you're listening to this on Spotify, underneath you could actually send us messages now through Spotify itself. Oh, and um, I'll put a, on every episode, I'll make sure there is a kind of question or a poll for you to kind of interact with us. If you are listening and you like what you hear, please rate, review, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your coven, tell your cats. I don't care. Just tell somebody. Um <laughs> Yeah, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Stay witchy.